1: Hey there Cramaholics, it's your host Kenzie here with another Missing Mondays episode. Missing Mondays was a segment that was created because at any given time, 90,000 people are missing in the U.S. While some are found live or deceased, the majority of them are still missing today. It is my goal here at Crimeholics to keep missing persons name and information in the media to aid in their return home the best that I can. On this episode of Missing Mondays, I will be bringing you the disappearance of 11-year-old Bethany Markowski. <music> Bethany Markowski was an 11-year-old girl who is the daughter of Larry and Johnny Markowski. According to her friends and family, she was a happy girl with a bit of a tough girl attitude. Like the majority of 11-year-olds, Bethany was living a seemingly normal life from the outside. However, what was going on in the inside paints a whole different picture. Her mother, Johnny, and her father, Larry, had met each other under strange and unusual circumstances. Larry had told Johnny when they first met that he was currently going through a divorce and his wife had run off to the state of Alabama with their children. Johnny, at this time, doesn't have a reason to not believe Larry, so the two of them start a relationship together. When I mean relationship, I mean a full-on boyfriend-girlfriend long-term relationship. So much so that Johnny would discover after missing her period in 1989 that she was pregnant. Right now, Johnny and Larry are over the moon with the news that they are bringing a baby into the world together. That is until Johnny finds out that her entire relationship with Larry was a lie. She finds out that Larry was not getting a divorce, that he was very much still married and living at home with his wife and kids. Johnny says, looking back on it now, the pieces all fit together, but at the time she just didn't see any of the signs. For example, Johnny stated that there was several times when she would go over to Larry's house and when she would arrive, she would see kids walking down the sidewalk in front of his house and Larry would always wave to these kids. Johnny had just assumed that these kids were neighbors, but these kids weren't neighbors. They were Larry's own children that he would force to leave the home whenever Johnny would come over. Despite Johnny and Larry's entire relationship being a lie, Larry would ultimately divorce his wife and marry Johnny after they find out that she was pregnant with their daughter, Bethany. Not long after the two married, Johnny starts to see a major shift in Larry's behavior with her. For the most part, Johnny kept what was going on in their marriage quiet, but she did have a few close friends that she confided in. She tells these close friends of hers that Larry is being controlling and short-tempered. After Bethany is born, the behavior increases and it's starting to become more unsafe, but Johnny felt it was in the best interest of Bethany for her to not leave Larry and try her best to just stick it out. As time went on and Bethany gets older, her mother Johnny noticed that the abuse from Larry was starting to mentally and emotionally affect Bethany. She became an overly anxious child who would non-stop bite her nails. In early 2001, when Bethany was now 11 years old, Johnny felt it was best to leave Larry and create a better life for her and her daughter. However, Johnny was scared to leave Larry and he had also moved them away from Jackson, Tennessee, which was their original hometown where they had met. And he moved them to a town called Gleason, which is also in Tennessee where Larry's family was from. So she knew that if she left Larry, she was going to have to travel several hours to be able to make it from family. But she knew that this was a good idea because she wanted to be able to keep her and her daughter safe from Larry and in hopes that if she did travel hours away, that he would not be able to find them. One day in the early morning, Johnny waits till Larry leaves for work and Bethany headed to school. And when both of them leave the house, Johnny starts packing what belongings of hers and Bethany's that would fit in her car. After their belongings are packed, Johnny goes to Bethany's school and checks her out, and the two of them leave town together to get away from Larry. Both Johnny and Bethany travel two hours north to Nashville, Tennessee, where Johnny's sister, Lori, lives. Johnny thought it would be a while before Larry figured out where they were, but of course, Larry pinpoints where they are and shows up in Nashville. Instead of Larry going to Johnny and trying to reconcile and say that he will get himself some help in the best interest of their family, he goes right to where Bethany is attending school in Nashville and tries to take her away. Larry finds where Bethany is inside the school, and he grabs her and is in dragging her down the hallway. According to her mother, Johnny, Bethany had been relieved finally being away from her father and all of the abuse. So, of course, Bethany did not want to leave with her father. As Gary is trying to drag Bethany down the hallway, she begins to scream for help and she is kicking Larry trying to get away from him. The teachers heard Bethany screaming and they run out of the classrooms to try and help and Larry starts shoving the teachers who were trying to intervene. Thankfully, Larry was unable to take off with Bethany and her mother was notified. Johnny fearing that Larry would try to take off with Bethany again, she files for a restraining order. The judge granted Johnny the order of protection, but only on her. The judge told Johnny that he would not grant the order of protection for Bethany because that is her father, and he is legally allowed to have visitation with his daughter johnny of course is concerned with the judge's ruling but knows she could be in a lot of trouble if she doesn't allow larry to see bethany the court grants larry visitation with bethany every other weekend on march 2, 2001 bethany leaves to go to her second weekend visitation with her father At this time, Larry is still living two hours away from Nashville. The parents decide that they will meet in the middle in a town called Waverly, Tennessee to drop off and pick up Bethany to make it easier on the both of them. Because the restraining order is still in place for Johnny, her sister Lori offers to take Bethany to Waverly, Tennessee to meet Larry halfway. On this particular weekend, Bethany and Larry leave the state of Tennessee to visit Larry's family in Little Rock, Arkansas. They were not there very long. The two of them got there very late on the night of the 2nd, and on the 4th, the two of them make their way back to Waverly, Tennessee to meet Bethany's family on Sunday at 5 p.m. Waverly is just a little over four hours away from Little Rock, so the drive was not very long. While on their way back from Little Rock, the two of them also stop in Gleason, Tennessee, where the rest of Larry's family is from. When the two of them arrive in Gleason sometime around 930 in the morning on the 4th, Bethany makes a phone call to her mom to make sure that her Aunt Lori will be waiting for her in Waverly at 5 p.m. for pickup like they promised. Her mom promises her that Lori will be there waiting for her and the two of them end the phone call. When they get off the phone, Larry and Bethany hit the road to Waverly. According to Larry, sometime around 2.30 p.m. on the 4th, they arrive in Jackson, Tennessee, which remember, Jackson is the town where Larry and Johnny met and where Bethany was born and raised. Larry said he stopped in Jackson at 2.30 to try and take a nap and rest. Gleason is only just an hour away from Jackson, And then Jackson is just an hour from Waverly. So why he felt he needed to pull over and rest did not make a whole lot of sense. And what gets even weirder is that when I pulled up Apple Maps trying to figure out the distance between each town, Jackson was way out of the way. There was a straight shot between Gleason and Waverly. The distance between the two is actually only an hour and 15 minutes. Gleason is just over an hour north of Jackson, and then Waverly is an hour and 15 minutes east of Gleason. So instead of going just a little over an hour east to Waverly from Gleason, Larry first drives an hour and eight minutes south to Jackson to supposedly rest. This makes no sense because after driving an hour and eight minutes south to Jackson, he is then going to have to drive an hour and 17 minutes northeast to get to Waverly, making his total trip two hours and 25 minutes when he again could have just went one hour and 15 minutes east from Gleason straight to Waverly. I'm really hoping that made sense because I know it sounds a little bit confusing, but basically what I'm trying to say is, why the hell would Larry drive all the way to Jackson when it is way out of the way to take a nap if he could have just drove one hour? It makes no sense and seems pretty suspicious. When Larry and Bethany arrive into the town of Jackson, he says that they went to the old Hickory Mall that they used to frequent when they lived in Jackson. Larry allowed Bethany to go inside the mall by herself to walk around while he took a nap in his truck. It seems odd to let an 11-year-old walk into and around a mall alone, but, you know, I guess it's really not my place to judge his parenting decisions, and I suppose back then, times were just different. An hour after Bethany enters the mall alone, Larry wakes up from his nap at supposedly 3.30 p.m., He goes into the mall to look for Bethany, but she is nowhere to be found. While Larry was searching around the mall for Bethany, he runs into one of her old friends named Hillary that she was close with prior to her parents divorcing. Larry asks Bethany's friend if she has seen her inside the mall, and the friend tells Larry that she had been in the mall most of the afternoon and had not seen Bethany anywhere, but she would be happy to help him look. Him and the friend look all around the mall with no luck in finding Bethany. When Larry and Hillary could not find Bethany in the mall, he calls the police to inform them that his daughter is missing. When the police arrive to the mall, Larry tells them that Bethany had went into the mall with her friend Hillary to check out the Claire's store together. But we already know that this is a lie because Larry happened to run into Hillary by chance. Larry lying to the police, first thing, does not look good on him. At 5 p.m., Lori, Bethany's aunt, arrives in Waverly as she's supposed to, but Larry and Bethany aren't there. Lori tries multiple times to reach Larry on his cell phone but has no luck getting through to him until 5 45 p.m. When Lori finally reaches Larry, he informs her that Bethany went into the mall in Jackson and she's missing. Lori freaks out and leaves Waverly and heads to Jackson. Lori phones Bethany's mom and tells her that Larry says that Bethany is missing and she needs to get to Jackson as quick as she can. Bethany's mom at this time did not own her own car, so it took her longer than she had hoped to get to Jackson once she did find a ride from a friend she made the two-hour drive to jackson to help locate her daughter after johnny arrives in jackson she pulls up to the mall and jumps out of the car and runs over to the police at this point it is now late into the evening and the mall has closed and the parking lot is empty so the only people that are in the parking lot at this time is the police her father larry her aunt Lori, and johnny When Johnny makes it over to the police, she asks them for any information about what has happened to her daughter. The police tell Johnny that Larry told them he went to take a nap in his truck before heading to return her to her Aunt Lori in Waverly. He goes on to tell them that while he was taking a nap in his truck, he allowed Bethany to go into the mall to walk around. The police stop and ask Johnny if she's familiar with the little girl named Hillary. Johnny tells the police that yes, she is familiar with a little girl named Hillary and that that was her daughter, Bethany's best friend when they still lived in Jackson. But she informs the police that she has not heard the name Hillary in quite some time, so she's not really sure why they are asking her if she knows a little girl named Hillary. The police tell her that Larry tells them the story that Bethany and Hillary went into the mall together to go to the Claire's store. But Hillary, when she was questioned, of course, tells the police that that was not the case at all, that she didn't even know Bethany was in the area and she just happened to run into Larry. Because there is no sightings of Bethany inside the mall or outside around the property of the mall, the police turned to camera footage from outside the mall and inside the mall to hopefully pick up Bethany on the camera. The police retrieved all of the camera footage from outside the mall, inside the mall, and footage from each individual store. The police had combed through tons of camera footage between the time of 2.30 and 3.30. What they found on the camera footage was that Bethany had not even entered the mall that day anytime between 2.30 and 3.30 on the 4th. If Bethany never entered the mall that day, what happened between the time of her exiting her father's car and walking up to the mall entrance? Because Johnny and Larry are going through a bitter divorce, and Johnny knows that Larry has a history of violence and currently has the restraining order, Johnny had called her lawyer on her way to Jackson to inform the lawyer that Bethany had gone missing while on her visitation with her father. It just so happened to be that Johnny's lawyer was in Jackson, Tennessee at the time of Bethany's disappearance, having dinner with her fiancé. It was said that the lawyer and her fiancé left the restaurant in the middle of their meal to head over to the Old Hickory Mall. When Johnny's lawyer arrived, she goes over to the police and tells them that she is Johnny's family lawyer, and Johnny has a restraining order against Larry due to previous violence. The lawyer is hoping that if she informs the police that Larry has been violent in the past and has even tried to kidnap Bethany from school, that they will focus on Larry, and if Larry did happen to do something to Bethany. But the police cannot find any type of evidence to be able to say that Larry is the reason why Bethany is currently missing. But the police do bring him in for questioning that same day on the 4th. Not only do they bring in Larry for questioning, but they also bring in Bethany's mother, Johnny. The police are well aware that the two of them are going through a very bitter divorce, and they're going through a tough custody battle, and they take that into consideration. Larry or Johnny at this point could be responsible for why Bethany is missing. As most of us likely assumed, Bethany's mother Johnny was a complete wreck during her questioning with the police, but what stuck out to the police when questioning her parents is that her father Larry never shed a tear and he was often falling asleep as if nothing ever happened and his daughter did not just go missing. They found it odd for her father not to be concerned or even to be acting remotely concerned. As the afternoon of March 4th turns into the late night, Bethany is still nowhere to be found, so her mother Johnny and her aunt Lori book a hotel for a week to hang up flyers and to help police in try to locate Bethany. During the seven days that her mother and aunt were in Jackson, there was no tips or sightings of Bethany that had come in from the public. After the week was over, Johnny and Lori head back to Nashville. Between March 4th, 2001 and the beginning of April, there was no movement in the investigation of her disappearance. In April, the governor offers a reward for any information regarding her disappearance, and they set the award amount to $2,500, and then in May, Bethany's family offers an extra $85 for any information on those who may have taken Bethany. The reason that Bethany's family adds the $8,500 to the reward money for information is because in April, an unknown woman was trying to enroll a child who very much resembled Bethany into a grade school in Southeast Tennessee. When the unknown woman arrives to the school to enroll the girl who people believe might be Bethany, she is turned away by the school administration and is told that she does not have the proper documentation that is needed to enroll the child into school. It has been said that the unknown woman tells the school administration that she would have to call the girl's father to see if he had any of the proper documentation that she would need and would be back in a couple of days, but the unknown woman and the child never returned back to the school. When the school gives the information to the police, they say that this woman was blonde, had frizzy, dirty hair, and she looked very unkept, as if she might have been homeless. Not long after this unknown woman and the child who is possibly Bethany is seen at the school in Southeast Tennessee, the same exact woman is seen in a coffee shop in Northeast Tennessee with the same child. It was said that this unknown woman and the child were at this coffee shop on and off for three days in a row. After this woman and the child who is possibly Bethany is seen at the coffee shop for three days in a row, someone finally reported to the police as it possibly being Bethany. But by the time the police got around to going to the coffee shop, the unknown woman and that child, who is possibly Bethany, is nowhere to be found. But very quickly after being seen at the coffee shop, someone calls in and says they spotted the unknown woman and the child at the Greyhound bus station and they were trying to board a ride to Moline, Illinois. The police are unable to make it to the Greyhound bus station before the woman and the child boarded the Greyhound bus, but they go straight to Illinois and they are waiting there at the Greyhound bus station for the woman and the child to get off so they could see if this child was in fact Bethany. But when the bus arrives in Illinois, the police get on board the bus before anybody could get off to search for the woman and Bethany. And they find that the woman and the child that is possibly Bethany is no longer on the bus. Which means the two of them likely got off at another stop somewhere between the bus station in northern Tennessee and Illinois. This is the very last sighting of the unknown woman and the child that is possibly Bethany. This is where things get kind of messy, and for a pretty good reason. During the time of the police chasing down this unknown woman and the child that is possibly Bethany, the police never stop keeping Larry and her mother Johnny as persons of interest in her disappearance because of their bitter divorce and messy custody battle. The police said that they were taking into account that Larry could have easily gotten rid of Bethany so that Johnny could not have her or Johnny could have hired somebody to kidnap Bethany while she was walking into the mall so that Larry could not have access to Bethany in the interest of her well-being and trying to keep her safe because Larry was violent with both Johnny and Bethany in the past, as we know. When the public was questioned about the woman that was possibly with the child who was Bethany, the police were given a pretty good description of her, and that description of her was sketched and released to the public. Now, this is where it specifically gets messy. It gets messy because after Johnny sees the sketch of this unknown woman released to everybody, she tells police that the woman happens to look just like Larry's sister. But then Larry tells the police that the sketch looks just like Johnny's mother, who would be Bethany's grandmother. Johnny is convinced that Larry gave Bethany to his sister to take Bethany out of the state of Tennessee so that Johnny could not have access to Bethany. But Larry is convinced that Johnny had her mother come and kidnap Bethany from the mall to take her out of the state of Tennessee so Larry could not have access to her. But there was no evidence proving that either of their theories were correct. After the sightings of the unknown woman and the child that was possibly Bethany in April of 2001, the investigation into Bethany's disappearance goes cold until 2016. In a small town in Tennessee, a couple had come home from work in the evening to find a young girl laying on their porch. The couple asked the girl if she was okay and she needed help, and she responds yes, she needs help and asks them for food and water. The couple tells the girl that they are going to call the police to make sure that she is okay. But when the couple mentions to the girl that they are going to call the police, she started running away on foot. But thankfully, the police were able to track down the girl and bring her in for questioning. When they bring her in for questioning, she states that her name is Sarah Nicole Jackson. But she later then changed her mind and said that her name was Bethany Markowski. This girl had a birthmark on her chest that even matched Bethany's birthmark. The police had took some photos of this girl, and they sent them to Johnny. And even Johnny said that the girl looked a lot like Bethany. Because the girl's current mental state at the time of questioning, the police had her admitted into a mental health institution until they could get into further contact with Johnny. Bethany's mother, Johnny, stated after seeing the picture, she was so convinced that it was, in fact, Bethany, that all of these different things are running through her head. Because now at this point, Bethany would be 26 years old. She's thinking, is Bethany going to be different? Is she going to have any clothes to bring with her? Is she currently homeless? Has she even been fed? And what happened to her daughter during this time? Typically, in this type of scenario, the police could take this woman's fingerprint and try to match them with the fingerprints in the child database because parents can go and get their child fingerprinted and have their fingerprints put into a national database. So that way, if a child goes missing, the police already have a little bit of leverage to hopefully try and locate and identify the child. But Bethany's mom has become a huge advocate for parents getting their children fingerprinted because Bethany's mom never got around to getting Bethany fingerprinted because, of course, you just don't assume that your child is going to ever go missing. Because Bethany's fingerprints were not in the national database, they had to do a regular DNA test on the woman, and her mother, Johnny, offered up her DNA to try and see if it was a match. Several days would go by before the DNA results ever came back, and unfortunately, their DNA results were negative, and they were not a match, and the woman found on the porch was not Bethany. Since 2016, there has not been any new sightings or any new developments into the investigation into her disappearance, and as of 2023, her whereabouts are still unknown. Many believe that her father, Larry, is still possibly responsible for her disappearance just because there was tons of holes in his story, but there has never been any evidence to determine whether he is responsible or not many have dropped the theory that johnny is responsible for kidnapping bethany to keep her safe from her father but because it is now 2023 bethany would be an adult and if her mom just did kidnap her to keep her safe from her father why would bethany not come forward and say i'm here and i'm safe and this is what happened and maybe it's because she doesn't want to ever get her mother in trouble but that theory still sticks around for a lot of people the police state that Bethany's case is still very much in an open investigation and they are asking the public to step forward with any information they might possibly have regarding her disappearance. Bethany Markowski went missing in Jackson, Tennessee on March 4, 2001. She is a Caucasian female with brown hair and green eyes, and she stands at 4 feet 8 inches tall at the time of her disappearance and weighed approximately 95 pounds when she disappeared. At the time of her disappearance, her hair was styled with a shorter length haircut and she had straight bangs. Bethany has a mole on her left breast and freckles on her cheeks and nose. And on the day of her disappearance, she was wearing a green t-shirt, blue or black jeans, and black slip-on shoes. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Bethany Markowski, anything big or small, you are highly encouraged to contact the Jackson Police Department at 731 425-8400 425-8400 or the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation at one 800 824 3463 Crimaholics, if you haven't already, I highly encourage you to join a Crimeholics podcast discussion group on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram at crimeholics.podcast, or you are more than welcome to follow me personally on Instagram at this is Kenzie, K-E-N-Z-I underscore. Crimaholics, as always, be aware and take care.